Hello and welcome to Quad Trivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Jeremy with Liquid Courage Entertainment in Chicago. I am Jacob with Hindsight Trivia in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'm Corey with Third Degree Entertainment in Spokane, Washington. Corey. What up? <laughs> Corey. Hey. Yeah. I don't think I have heard you on here uh, with me since episode 50. Yeah, I, I actually took a break. I, I asked uh, Q not to put me in for like a month or so. Um, just wanted to step back a little bit and breathe and uh, focused more on, on getting things done with my business and uh, some of the back end quadrivia stuff. So, yeah, I it's all weird. It's weird to be back on here. Uh, Jacob, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, just uh, watching everything come back to normal, sort of, in my uh, in my city here in Louisville. But uh, crowds are growing in bars again, which is uh, enlightening and terrifying at the same time, because uh, who knows how this is going to go. But uh, no, things are going well. Things are going well. That's good to hear. Good. Yeah. Uh, how many shows are you up to now? I'm only on one in person. But my bar owner has discussed with me potentially doing two shows per week at his venue. So wow. um, that would be super awesome. But not, nothing great. yet. Nothing yet. So, Well, hopefully you hear back about that soon. Yes, that would be great. Yeah, because I had a uh, semi-meeting uh, last night with the bar owner where I had my study show. Um, and we're going to talk later this week to get some details. So I should be back in that... Uh, Back in the live uh, space as well, pretty soon, more than likely. It's really weird to think about after like a year and a half. Yeah. Corey, Corey. If you're, are, yeah, are you doing any live out there? Yeah, I've, I'm actually up to four live per week right now. I'm only hosting one myself personally, and I've hired people to, uh, to hire or host the rest of them. But yeah, I'm live and I'm starting to get the uh, weddings booked again. It's been really weird because typically I get booked for a wedding, you know, one to two years out. And now I'm getting booked like one to two months out because all these people who had to put off their 2020 weddings. It's it's been pretty crazy. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't even think about the possibility of that where people had to like postpone their wedding. And instead of just doing a small one, they were waiting. And now everybody's trying to get married at the same time. Holy crap. Yeah, it's been nuts. Like, weddings are not easy to plan. I can't imagine being like, oh, everything's opening back up. Let's just get married now. Invite all the family. <laughs> right. Well, let's expect all of these vendors to be available and be able to put it together in no time at all. Right. Just let's like overnight. Sure. <laughs> uh, hope they don't have a lot of people that have to fly in. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, nobody has any plans or anything, you know, like, What? Like, that cannot be an, an easy thing. Like, seriously, just to throw together. It makes no sense. Right. Nah. Uh, I, I can definitely understand, you know, them wanting to get it done. Like, they thought they'd be married by now. And, you know, I, I, I get it. But, uh, like, are, yeah, are there even enough Understanding venues? doesn't make it easy. Right. No, like, I understand oh, yeah. it. But, like, I mean, how do you get the... You, I know here, um, one of my coworkers is getting married and they have to plan it for, um, a year and a half out to get any of the like major venues that anybody wants around here. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because a lot of the ones that I have been getting booked for recently are at people's houses. Okay. So, you know, at the in-laws' houses or at aunt's house, you know. So I, I think that's probably something that's happening is uh, the venues just got swamped as soon as things opened up. and. Oh, well, then we'll have to make sure to let uh, Jason know we can start having weddings in his backyard again. And he'll know there exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, no. And probably smack me when I when he when I see him. <laughs> I feel like he should smack you anytime he sees you, though. Probably. He doesn't um, need a reason. No, uh, for, he he officiated a wedding. Long story short, and it was uh, kind of last minute wedding, kind of like you're talking about. And there's go. We want to get married like next weekend. Can we use your backyard? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> no stress. Uh, no yeah, stress. No, I, I don't know if it was really like next weekend, but it was like it was really short notice and like. this is almost god it's almost 10 years ago Eh, maybe less maybe like six seven years ago but still it it was just funny and it made me think of it because you said at people's houses i'm like oh no that's funny well it's it's nice though like i can't complain too much i'm i'm still not as booked as i i was booking the years before covid but uh i'll tell you the these bookings couldn't come soon enough um the last two or three months have been really hard on the business. I finally went through all of my savings, had no savings left, and it was the first time in six years. By the way, we're, we're recording this three days after my six-year anniversary for the business. Congratulations. Nice. Um, but for the first time in six years, the business was not solvent. It wasn't paying for itself. Uh, I was losing money every month, and so... Hopefully these weddings will be able to turn it around and and put us back uh, in the making money zone. Yeah, I mean, well, it sounds uh, like you're going to be hosting or uh, DJ weddings for a solid several months now straight. Yeah, just well, I'm going to need enough to get us through to next summer though too. So right. we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean that's got to bring in I mean some really good business though, like to kind of kickstart things again, huh? Yeah, yeah, the. Uh, the weddings usually, you know, three, four months of weddings usually uh, accounts for about half of my yearly income. Wow. So um, so last year was really rough. So if you guys are in the uh, Spokane area of Washington and you need somebody to DJ your wedding or officiate, right? Yeah. Uh, DJ, bartend, officiate. Have him do them all at the same wedding at the same time. Mm. Well, Mix- you know, I would just I would just hire people for it. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Corey's mixing a drink um, with both of his hands, using his foot to switch the music, and then uh, reading the the rights, uh, the rights and the vows. <laughs> um, yeah, instead of I'd doing those that. things in order, we'll just do it all at once, um, as any good any any good wedding would, you know. Of course. Well, since we're on the episode or the episodes, since we're on the topic of money, um, I've got exciting news that we probably should have mentioned several episodes ago, but this is the first time we're remembering to do it. Uh, do you know what that is? You're finally going to pay me. Ew, no. No, well, it was worth a shot. No, Jason said we don't have to do that. I heard that too. Yeah, it's a, it's a new <laughs> policy, so... Just don't pay but, Jeremy, but everybody else but makes money. Some, exactly. Some people will be getting paid ostensibly eventually. 
Um, we have Patreons or patrons. We have we have supporters on Patreon, uh, including one that is at a level that entitles them to a shout out. Sarah, we probably should have given you the shout out a month ago, but thank you for being our first patron. Uh, that's awesome. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you. So thank you, Sarah. And we've got yeah, we've, yeah. Hey, Jacob, say thank you to Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Really, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we've got a handful of supporters now. I was gonna say I should probably get shirts and shot glasses and hoodies and all the stuff that we're supposed to be giving out actually made. <laughs> that would probably be a good start. But we got the logo. You know, we're rocking the new logo since episode 50. And uh, that's the hard part. I've got the stickers made, so the stickers I can send out. Yeah, And for yeah. anybody not knowing what goes on behind the scenes, this logo has been a thing in the works since episode one. Oh, yeah. So it is super exciting to actually have the logo out there. Um, and everybody, well, we, like, you know, we all like, hey, that's a good logo. We actually like it because we couldn't agree on anything at first. It's like, no, we want this or want that. And then uh, I think we had people working on it for us and none of us liked what was coming back. And like, finally, like, hey, I like that one. Well, the big problem, too, is that um, there was a not insignificant chunk of money dropped into logo production with a... Um, in in a direction that wound up not working for us at all. And so we had to go uh, a completely different direction. But fortunately, uh, the second investment paid off. So it's nice. It's it's. We thought we were going to be doing the big logo reveal on episode 25, if you recall. Yep, I do. Uh, the, the live episode. We're like, hey, you know, because since we're all doing it live, we need to get that logo done so we can all put it on our own Twitch channels and have it out yeah. there. And that never happened. No. Well, we were also supposed to have the Patreon live for that. And eh, things, better things, late than never. Yeah, exactly. But well, um, have you have you taken a look at our uh, Patreon tiers? I have. Jacob, have you? I have not. Shame oh, on me. Oh, good. Did you get? I threw a link out there for you to take a look at. Um, I think since you haven't looked at it yet, you should tell everybody what our membership levels are. The names of the membership levels. All right. For three dollars a month, you can be a trivia Newton John. <laughs> for six dollars a month. You can be Tequila Mockingbird. <laughs> For twelve dollars a month, you can be <laughs> you have Quiz in My Pants, which is my favorite so far. Is that it? Oh, that's it. Okay, no, there's more. No, there's yeah, there's more. I'm sorry, I had to click the little thing. All right, yeah, you got to click the button at the bottom. By the way, guys, if you're on the page, yes, um, there are. Uh, six, well, but you don't have to. You're welcome to. Yeah, you can I, support us at the lowest. Like that's fine. You don't have to support us at all. Just keep listening. But right, if you but want to see them. Say, but if you are there, uh, first off, uh, Patreon.com/slash/quadrivia is where you can find it. Uh, oh, you oh, can yeah. join our patron uh, there. But there is a button. They changed the site. It used to be like list down a list. You'd have to scroll down the page. Now they like change the design of Patreon, and it shows the top three. Then you have to click see yes. all six or see three more or something like that at the bottom of the page. And I, I've already clicked it, but it, it's really funny because I, I was looking at a different Patreon one day. Um, and could not for their like, oh, for this tier, you get this and this tier, you get this. And I'm looking, I'm like, I, I don't see those tiers. This doesn't make any sense to me. 
Um, and yeah, there's like this little button like underneath the three tiers that says show the rest. So know and that I that's there if you're looking. This will be like the only time we do a little mini commercial for this too. Like th this isn't going to become a regular thing where we're shilling the Patreon. But because it's been 50, uh, it actually launched on episode 50. Uh, we're just now getting around to talking about it. But it, it was in the works for 50 episodes. And uh figured we should talk about it a little bit. Let people know it exists. Uh, so, Jacob, you've got the, the other three pulled up Yeah, now. for $24 a month, uh, better late than pregnant. Uh, for $48 a month, my drinking team has a trivia problem. And for $96 per month, uh, we thought this was speed dating. Those are your Patreon levels. I was basically and... given uh, the green light to set up the Patreon however I wanted. So oh, I said, all right, we're just going to double the amount for every tier. And the tier names will be the most common, like, stereotypical trivia team names. Yep. Yep. And, and that's that's what happens when you put me in charge. <laughs> now, Corey, what, uh, what level did Sarah do in order to be shouted out on the podcast? Um, well, anyone who... Uh, supports at the $24 per month or higher gets a shout out. There you go. And then, so thank you, Sarah. Yeah. And uh, you'll notice that we, we do some interesting things. I, I'm not going to sit here and list everything. Like y'all are welcome to go take a look at it if you're interested. Um, but at different levels, you can get things like uh, merchandise discount. We're sending out stickers. We'll be making t-shirts, hoodies, and shot glasses. Um, every tier from the $3 to the $96 tier, there will be a special, uh, thing that we do. Um, at each of those tiers, we will spin the wheel of hosts and whichever host pops up, will do something for the patron at that level. So like at the $3 level, uh, the host that that gets randomized will send the the supporter a picture of themselves uh at six dollars they'll think something nice about you at twelve dollars <laughs> the host will make a social media post about you uh go up to the top level at the 96 dollar tier whoever the wheel lands on will send you random shit from their house i mean <laughs> it it could be oh man literally if, anything if you landed on james keys uh thing you, you would just get just like, something like would a pinball machine show up at your house or something oh, like that a, 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 a doctor <laughs> who pinball machine which he actually has yes oh jeez okay. um, shit i i should probably sign up i'm looking around at my desk right now trying to figure out what i would send i've got i don't know i'd probably send you like a a multimeter and I've got uh, I've got some uh, stickers of my face that I would send for sure. Any Roll reason to get those out. tape? Of course. <laughs> um, with all that said, though, uh, guys, as far as the Patreon goes, um, largely been it's been Jason and Corey um, offsetting the cost. Uh, podcasting is not free. Um, and we've all gotten our own equipment. And then Jason and Corey have been ho paying for the hosting costs and uh editing and things like that. So this, uh, the patron is going to help us to not, 
uh, literally be losing money on the podcast every month. It's going to help uh, to uh, first and foremost pay for the basic costs and eventually down the line, possibly better recording equipment for the regulars. And hopefully a goal that I would like to set is if we have enough to be able to go out to the big trivia events or the big podcasting events and get the word out there about Quadrivia. Um, that would be fun. But that's all going to be uh, through your help. So we appreciate each and every patron. And, uh, you know, hopefully it will be really cool to see it grow and see what we can do with the podcast from there. Oh, yeah. Um, and th- that's about the end of the shilling here. I feel so awkward doing this, but um, honestly, I'm just really excited that we've got it set up. And there's some really cool uh, things that you can get at the different tiers. So hopefully you'll at least go check it out and chuckle at some of the stupid shit that I wrote. Uh, but I did want to bring it up uh, for one particular reason as well. At the top three tiers, you get to choose a trivia round topic. So a topic that we would uh, host a round of trivia on on the show, you know, our, our end of show round. Uh, and at the top two, you can choose also a deep dive episode topic where a group of us will get together, we'll probably get drunk, and we'll all deep dive on a topic that you choose. You know, go find some really awesome, obscure information about some serial killer or about Lucky Charm cereal or whatever you want. And we will uh, record a deep dive episode, which will be available on Patreon. I don't even so know we will how have... or why you connected serial killers and lucky charms besides the word cereal which is a little bit disturbing but i'll (laughs) take it (laughs) so uh for us though that that would be our uh our our current our news and current events right yeah yeah that's that's what's going on for us right now which uh leads us directly into our main topic for the night and our roundtable discussion smoothly very smoothly Mm -hmm. i had it it was right there yeah it was the it was the softball segue Oh, oh, there was <laughs> one more thing. After All that right. incredible transition, too. We'll we'll just jump right back to it. But um, one other thing I'm really excited for. It's only at the top tier right now. Maybe we'll add it to the, the second from the top. We'll see what happens. But uh, at the top tier, you also get to join us on an episode and participate in the keyword challenge. Ooh, fun. As in, like, you know, right before we go to break... We pull you into the call and talk about, we discover what the keyword is together. And you would take 10 minutes and write a question with us and read it off. And we would try to guess your answer, et cetera. So um, I'm hoping that we get to do that with somebody. I think it'd be really fun. So that you can write a question on Azerbaijan. <laughs> yes. Well, or on Teladu. All right, um, back to you, Jeremy. All right. So like I said, that was our news uh, and current events, which is going to lead us into our roundtable of the night, uh, is writing news and current event questions uh, for our shows. Um, you know, this being anything like that you would see on the nightly news or in the newspaper, the big stories showing up on your social media platform of choice, uh, things that are very time sensitive. Um so with that, let, let's let's start at that end of it. When you guys are writing, we can go into deep deeper topics later on of this. Just the overall thing. What do you consider a current event? 
Um, I'd say a news story from within the last, probably the last month. Oh, okay. I was thinking within the last week. Just by how quickly things go through people's minds uh, and through their timelines. Um, I will, when I when I write a current events round, I usually look within the last week. But, I mean, there's been times when I've gone back, you know, up to a month. And so I figured just for fair uh, fairness, I'd, I'd include up to a month as current events. Gotcha. But it, I stick to more recent stuff. Yeah, I think that's always the goal. Um, but, you know, there's only so much you can write on, especially if it's in a slow week, which isn't necessarily the case in now times. But maybe, say in the 24-hour news cycle. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I think a week to two weeks is probably your like golden time of true current events. And like Corey said, if you have to go back about a month or if the story just keeps developing you know, yeah. over the last month, that's obviously a current event. So have you guys ever asked a question like day of something happening, like add it into your game? Oh yeah. Yep. I actually, I did, um, I, I want to say it was last week. Maybe I'll pull it up during the break, see if I can find it. I was Googling something just because I wanted to write a general question about them and saw a news story that was like 45 minutes old and wound up using that as a current event question in my general knowledge round. Um, yeah, I, I do that occasionally, you know, when it's something big enough that I think people will have seen it by the time they get to trivia. Yeah, as I say, because I, I don't I did one once that was like day of and I had like one team get right. Everybody was just I didn't watch the news today. I came from work oh. to the bar. <laughs> Sucks to like, be you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was like, oh, yeah, I guess maybe that was going a little too far with current events, <laughs> at least for me. Um, it, but yeah, usually I, I'm kind of in that time frame. I, I think a month even for me would be pushing it too far if I was trying to go for current events. Because it's it's the whole cusp of when does current events become history? Yeah. Well, uh, I would say there's like an inverse uh, ratio of like how large or how uh, impactful the event was to how recent it needs to be. So I mean, if it was a if it was Greece, you know, uh, going bankrupt or whatever that was in 2016, whatever happened, you know, like that was a big deal, um, had major impact all around the world. And I'd feel fine referring to, you know, last month, what country did this and calling it current. But if you're at a local level and you're like, hey, last month, which high school had their homecoming dance? That's, <laughs> that's, that's not current. You could say, hey, if you look outside, you'll see a bunch of uh, red and black letter jackets because this area high school, you know, depending on like your crowd. But the more localized the current event is, the more recent I think it needs to be is what I'm kidding at. All right, Chicago players, uh, can you tell me which high school in the Spokane, Washington area celebrated their homecoming this past weekend? Well, I think homecoming was actually in May, so none of them. And by the time this is released in July, like, definitely it's been out, buddy. Well, that would have been a prom in May. Homecoming is usually like the first like month, month and a half of school, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the big oh, football yeah, game, yeah. I think. You're right. Yeah, the first uh, home football game. After an away game. 
I think. Yeah, I, I think I don't you're right. That sounds right. That shit was a long time ago. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh my god, I feel old. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. So when you're writing these questions, though, are you going for like the headline type answer or are you going more towards like a deep dive where you're going into the uh, details of what happened? If it's current events, I'm not talking about if you're writing like a history question or something from a few months before that's been fleshed out. But it's like something that happened, let's say, in the past week. Do you try to like dig deep or do you just more um, look for the surface? Or do you mix it up? I feel that. I think it depends on the content of the question. Um, I think, so I do a lot of my, I do have a, an, my new format of my game, I just changed the formats two weeks ago in my game, and my game now does include a, a consistent current events round. I do change up my question and its difficulty based on locality of the new story, and um, what I would feel like general knowledge would be about it. For example, um, there was a, uh, a young lady who uh, dropped out of the French Open a couple weeks ago due to mental health, and I think she was ranked number two in the world. Um, and uh, it was a big deal because, you know, she's this up-and-rising tennis star, and she pretty, made, made a pretty big statement by uh, disqualifying herself by dropping out. But it would have been, it was a lot easier to talk about maybe what country she was from or what tournament she was playing in as opposed to what is her name. Because a lot of people are going to hear that news story and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, so and so, you know, or that you hear that that player dropped out. They're not going to know her exact name, especially if she's foreign. Um, and so I think you kind of have to play it by ear. And that's kind of how I've been approaching my current events game. Um, you know, I think on that one I asked, what tournament did she drop out of? And, you know, if you can guess the French Open, then you got it right. But yeah, you, you basically not narrowed down to like four at correct. that point. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a good uh, that's a really good point. Like you kind of maybe even the more the middle of the road, like you don't dive too deep. Like you don't ask where she was born. Right. Uh, but but, you know, what was the name of the tournament or what country does she, you know, support or what, what country is behind her in the in the event? Right. Yeah, I I'd say I'm I'm pretty similar uh, to that too. It's, I mean, I don't I don't have a, a a set rule for it. Yeah, I just play it by ear, um, see what question writes itself. And right now, I just went to the New York Times June 11th current events quiz, uh, just to to pull this up for some inspiration. And I'm looking at some of the ones they asked, um, and like. Question number eight on here is about the Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul boxing match. And their question is, what was the uh, outcome of the match? That is an event that I absolutely would not ask about a month later. People are not still going to be talking about this next month. They're not going to be talking about it when this episode releases. Um, Maybe the day after the event, I would ask, what was the... Uh, outcome, but more likely I'd wait a few days and then I'd ask something like Floyd Mayweather uh, fought Logan Paul who became famous through what means or something like that. Um, Just because I I don't think they're big enough to ask about the headline itself, Um, but more use it as a a, uh, 
a path to ask a more basic question. I just wish people would stop talking about the Paul brothers. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. Um, but yeah, no, that's good. I mean, especially, um, you know, obviously they're big YouTube stars, um, really kind of getting in there at the beginning of making and posting videos online. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that's a good way to take to a good path to take it. For sure. I know I've, I've asked mostly, and I think at least with my, uh, personal, uh, current events or current news questions, it's always been either something to do with world events or celebrities, kind of like you guys have done. I don't know if I've really dug into anything else besides that. Um, well, I, I mean, that's that's for a reason, though. It's anything outside of those is unlikely to really have spread. You know, people aren't going to know about it, you know, in the week or less since it happened. Yeah. Now, some I say sometimes with that, I do like to take a current events thing. Let's let's say the Grammys are happening or the Oscars are happening, and that'll um, instead of asking a current events question, I'll turn that around. You know, bring up the current stuff that just happened in the question, and then ask a history of that question. Yeah. Um, so use the current event in the clue, and not necessarily in the answer. Yeah, I do that a lot too. That's that's a good mechanic. Um, because it gets them thinking. Oh yeah, and it kind of messes with people too, because like. The, the Billie Eilish thing the other the other year, was it like two years ago now, where she was the first one to win since uh, Christopher Cross, like win all the major categories. Um, I used that in one show and then in another show, I brought that up in the question. So people were like, thinking, oh, OK, I know it's going to be Billie Eilish. And I bring up Billie Eilish and, I'm like, and uh, who was the first person to do that? <laughs> kind of turn it, turn it around on them. Yeah. And they loved you for it, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Now they're, oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's take this conversation back a step. Um, how often do you do a current events round? No, well, for mine, me, mine, I, mine's weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Same you do, for me. you do every every show? Yeah. Yeah. So mine's more random, uh, at least when I'm writing a show, is sometimes I'll throw in current events, sometimes I won't even throw them in. And if I do, it's only one to two questions a show. I, I never do a full round on it. Although yeah. I, I'm not opposed to doing like a round five one week, uh, like one of our theme rounds that would be something to do with current events. Um, I've never done it personally. Um, I think it really depends because as I found out at one of my shows uh, trying to do it, like we don't watch the news or we haven't seen the news in three days. And then like, you have to go into it too with like spoiler alert if you haven't yeah. watched it. If the if your news is still on your TiVo, <laughs> spoiler. Go to bed, Who watches news on TiVo? <laughs> Old people. Who still watches TiVo? Old people. <laughs> I will say I though that the the current events rounds that I do in my live shows, I write them at the very beginning of my shows as kind of like warm up rounds because to me. If you're paying attention to social media or you're watching the news daily uh, or you're reading your favorite, you know, uh, news outlet online, uh, this is a good way to just kind of get your get your head going, uh, get some good feelings out there and, you know, get some get some early points in the game. Uh, make everybody feel good. And I've gotten a lot of good responses from that. So I lean more towards uh, towards Jeremy 
where I'm not doing current events very often. Um, maybe a few times a year I'll do a current events round, but more often than not, current events pop up maybe maybe up to five to ten questions a month. You know, I'll just pepper them into general knowledge when I'm sitting there like at the end of my writing day and my brain is just fried and I can't think of anything. I'll go to like CNN.com or, you know, just whatever. I'll go to the BBC and I'll read the front page headlines and see if anything there jumps out at me as being a potential current events question. And it's so it's just kind of like a, a fallback when I only need to put a few more questions into the round. Um, but I'm more often, I'm inclined to do something like what happened in 2020 than a current events round. So like m major events from the entire year, I would throw into a theme round uh, before I do. Uh, here's what's happened the last week. Yeah, Corey, what major events happened in 2020 that you could possibly talk about? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that was a good year for everybody. It was just yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, March of 2020 lasted the longest uh, of any month ever in history. <laughs> it lasted about uh, 14 months. Yeah. Well, do you do you remember there was like... I, I think people just stopped keeping track, but there was like something major every month. Because the year started with Australia on fire. It did. And then, and then I Kobe think Bryant in, died. Was that in January too? Yeah. Uh, or I think it was January, February. Yeah. It was early then, 2020, yeah. I think that February was the killer bee or the... Um, murder hornets. Yeah, the murder hornets. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and then like maybe March was the, when we found out that... Uh, UFOs existed, and remember how that like For nobody like a... talked about it because then immediately the pandemic hit hard. <laughs> I actually read a conspiracy theory about that. Like, oh, the government finally admitted that there's like that there's like footage of UFOs and stuff like that, so they had to create the pandemic to cover the news cycle. <laughs> Cue the X Files music. Yeah, yeah. but there was there was like major events every month that had worldwide impact uh, if for at least the first like six or seven months of 2020 it was insane that, the fact that we're still talking about it goes yeah to well and it's funny because now that you say that like i didn't even think about it because it feels like it was so long ago but i think during that time is when i wrote most like the more current events questions that i ever had because of that it was like yeah. holy crap because it was all that was on your mind you couldn't think about anything else yeah um, it was just always right. Like it was like stuff was happening every single day and it's like, come on, <laughs> but it did make, well, I don't want to say good content, but it made content. Yeah. There was um, something to talk about. There was something to talk about for sure. Um, with that said, um, as we're kind of going down, uh, this other path, I'm going to kind of bring us back around. Um, so we talked about topics we tend to go to like tops and categories we tend to jump into or ask questions about. Are there any topics that you guys just uh, think of like or would be faux pas, like something you don't bring up at trivia, even if it's current events and maybe important? Faux topics? Faux topics, yes. <laughs> um, I really try to stay away from mass shootings. 
Um, yeah. One, because there's so many of them now, it's hard to keep track, which sounds awful, but that's kind of the God's honest truth on it. And two, it's uh, it's a really big downer. Um, yeah. There is no, like, hey, let's talk about mass shootings and have fun with it. Like, that. that's just not, it's not appropriate. Um, it's, it's obviously something that we want to stay out of our headlines, so why bring it up at a current events round? You know, right. it's hard enough to keep current events positive, you know, enough, but that is one where I will absolutely never ask a question. Yeah, that or Things, murders. Um, I, yeah. I would say to go along with that, I tend to um, stay away from pointed politics. And I think even uh-huh. the, the, the mass shooting uh, thing would kind of lead into that because even though it, it's a terrible thing, it somehow turns political. It's like this shouldn't even oh, be yeah. a political thing. But it, that leads into the other side of it where like, wow, so-and-so in office did something really stupid today. Well, I can't bring that up because then there's going to be a huge argument at my show. <laughs> um, oh, I <laughs> – and I remind him, I say, before I say this next piece, remember, you can disagree all you want, but I have a microphone and people are going to hear me <laughs> just to really rub it in. And then I'll be like, fuck Donald Trump. He's a piece of shit. And if you support him, you are too. And you're super red state of Idaho too, which <laughs> yeah. is just oh, yeah. great. But, but Coeur d'Alene is more of the... It's like the purple part of Idaho. Yeah. Um, I actually get a lot of... I don't know if it just happened this way or if they were attracted to my show, but um, we tend to get a lot of more uh, liberal and uh, left-leaning people at my my events. So <laughs> it works um. out. It, it, this is a side topic that before we go back, because I do I do want to hear what the <laughs> things you won't touch, because I know that, that that's a smaller list than yeah. I have. Um, but we actually did do a round um, and literally people in the room were getting mad and I was laughing at them. Uh, Jason wrote the round. I was actually covering one of his shows and it was Donald Trump's nicknames for people. You had to tell me who the person was. I'm going to give you the nickname. That's nice. Uh, and like there were people getting mad, like, well, like literally tell me, how could you like you're using a whole round of bash Trump? I'm like, I, I, this is just things he said. I'm asking you exactly. to name the person. Right. The fact that you're taking offense to this, what does that tell you? Um, I did a <laughs> Kofifi round. <laughs> and it was maybe he meant to say this word instead and like would give like a little definition of a word that was similar to Kofifi, like Kofi Anon or coffee or something like that. So. That was fun. Um, yeah, I've, I've done. I don't. I don't get on a soapbox. I don't stand at the pulpit and preach. Um, and I, I do. I let my personal feelings be known uh, openly, but I don't stand up there at the front of the room and, you know, really lay into it on the microphone. So, um, I, I do for the most part, avoid political stuff. Um, but there there have been some things where it was just too much not to bring it up. Like recently when uh, Georgia and some other state passed the massively ridiculous um, election laws that yeah, restricted. Yeah, 
I, I, I couldn't help. I, I asked the question about that and I made it very pointed. I said, you know, what state just, you know, made it harder for people to vote by doing this and this and this and doesn't have the best track record with uh, caring about people anyway. Like sometimes I, I couldn't really help myself and I put it out there and I don't feel bad about those. Um, but I do try to to keep that limited. Um, so are there any topics though that you really don't bring up? I mean, I mean, I think a great one obviously well, that Jacob brought up was like the mass shootings, obviously. I, I think we can all agree on that one. Probably not a uh, feel good topic. Um I don't think there's anything that's particularly off limits. There's just ways to do things um appropriately. Like, I I didn't, you know, write or ask any questions about George Floyd um, or do anything, you know, really connected to uh, his murder or the protests that followed. But what I did instead was hosted an audio round um, of Black performers and, and Black voices and music, you know, things like that, where... Uh, or I've done an audio, I, I don't remember which year this was, but uh, I want to say it was a Muslim school or a mosque or something that had been targeted. Uh, a bunch of people were murdered. So then my picture round after that was, you know, prominent Muslims and identifying them. And um, I, I think there's ways that you can kind of show respect even after a tragedy and find a way to work it into trivia um but I, I would never say like how many people just died in this shooting yeah that would definitely bring down the room uh to say the least so i, I think what it comes down to is just being tactful with what you're doing yeah yeah maybe like I'm, I'm really trying to think of something that would be off limits and other than you know something like um, a massive tragedy and really like laying into it i I can't think of anything. I think that's fair. I, but I, I, I assume the two of you would have more on the list than I would. <laughs> I, I, I think it comes down to being tactful. If you, you have to look at a topic, I, I think, and this goes for anybody listening, if you're wondering what should you or shouldn't you talk about in these type of rounds is, um, can you present that with one, not bringing down the room, and two, in a tactful manner? Yeah, uh, yeah that's... <sighs> There are ways to, I think Corey kind of hit it on the head. There are ways to bring up a particular topic or event and bring it up within the, within this, within the question that is tactful and appropriate and respectful, um, while also testing the general knowledge of your audience. Um, if it was a major story and it had a, a not great ending. There are ways around uh, asking it while being respectful and tactful. Um, but you you just have to be able to know that line. You know, I'm I'm thinking back, and I do remember uh, back in like 2016, I think I did a current events round, and uh, this this may have been distasteful or not super tactful, and um. I'm looking back at it as a 
a growing moment, not a, you know, hey, look what I did. Uh, but I also don't know if I do feel bad about it. Maybe you guys can help me uh, work through this. We'll do like a, a therapy session on this episode. <laughs> uh, but I asked a question. It was after uh, Dylan Roof shot up a church in South Carolina, I think. Yeah. And it was sometime after that. I'm hoping it was months after that. I'm hoping it wasn't days or weeks. If, if it was super recent, I would very much feel bad about this. Um, but then her his sister started a Kickstarter asking people to pay for her wedding because of him. Like, I think think it was presented as uh, all of our family's money is going into his legal funds and so now oh, we don't have wow. money for my wedding like oh and, my and god so I, I i asked a question about that i was like the the sister of what you know recent shooter or what on it i don't remember what the question was but i know that that was the topic it was about her starting a kickstarter to fund her wedding oh my god um, and and it couldn't have been super long after the shootings, you know. It couldn't have been a year or so. Um, but I'd say that that's kind of right on the edge. That's kind of the the line for me. Um, but also back then, I I was all about doing edgy trivia. You know, I was dive bar trivia, and things were a lot raunchier and and edgier. I'm saying in air quotes. Um, than I would do now because I it was more about going for like shock jock style trivia. Um, but, I think it kind of goes into yeah. a know your crowd, yeah, that's true. Too. Um, which kind of leads us into the the next part of this as well. Um, and actually kind of tack that on like, first off, know your crowd exactly. Like, you can you might be able to get away with the question at one place if that's your stick and that's uh where you're going for, and your crowd expects it where you can't, um maybe get get away with that somewhere else. Um, but also uh, kind of looking at how we, uh, especially in this past year, a lot of us moving to an online model or Jacob getting started online, um, writing for our local bars and then writing for international players uh, as far as uh, news and current events go. I've found personally trying to write on an international level to be a whole beast in itself when coming up with a game. My current events rounds are largely just U.S. based, not even local based, just U.S. based. Yeah. Um, and to, with the exception of sports questions, uh, which can be very um, um, international based, you know, especially since we're kind of on the Olympics and and the World Cup or, or the uh, the European Championship and all that stuff, and the the tennis tournaments that I mentioned earlier. There's not a lot of other things other than COVID that is really international friendly right now, except for some, you know, I mean, um, the uh, Israeli-Palestinian, um, you know, conflicts is obviously a big deal, and that's an international topic. But, you know, the majority of mine are U.S.-centric, and I have noticed, I've gotten some feedback on my stream, where obviously I have a lot of international players, that it is a little too U.S.-centric. So that's something I'm working on. But at the same time, I couldn't write that same round for my local pub trivia because if I was asking international questions 
you know, they, they would lose their minds. So, so, so I, I got, I got a slap in the face with that one day. Um, I was hosting a show uh, on Twitch and I pulled one of my shows from like a, a year before or whatever. Uh, and I'm like, well, most of these players have not played this. If there's one or two people show up for my show, that's going to be interesting because it was the only place that had been presented. So none of, Jason player, none of Jason's players had played it before. And I'm like, great. So I'm going through these questions and I'm like, wow, I need to change these. So I changed out 10 questions that were U.S. centric and tried to make them more international friendly. And I said this at the beginning of the show that, you know, I actually wrote some new questions for the show as well as pulled some old ones because I tried to make it less U.S. centric because I, I know that's been the feedback we've been getting a lot. Um, at the end of the show, it, it, like every round, I still had like a very, very U.S. centric question there. And I'm like, I feel like a dick. I still miss some. <laughs> like because I had swapped out all these questions that were like super U.S. centric and I still had a bunch. Um and I, I think when it even comes to the current event stuff, uh, and, and Jacob, you can weigh in on this too, because you'd mentioned earlier before the show, like how in Kentucky, if you ask about the Kentucky Derby, you can deep dive on this and people are going to get it right. Whereas if you ask about that in Chicago or you ask about that in, you know, for people from like Ireland or uh, Lithuania or uh, South Korea, where I know we have people that listen from, that might not be as... Uh, <laughs> No, it's absolutely true. I was I was making the uh, the reference earlier that like you know Bob Baffert has been in the news almost every night of the week in local news here in Kentucky for like the last is, three weeks. Is um, that the owner of the horse that got disqualified? Yes. Okay, and he's got some shady past with cheating and other races. He got uh, a big uh, fine and suspension at the Arkansas Derby last year, but I only know that because. Bob Baffert is like a household name in Kentucky because he's won so many derbies. Um, you know, he's like the most famous horse trainer. Um, so he's all over the news here. But And I was able to ask really in-depth questions at my local game. But if I if I threw that round in my trivia, you know, game, Roqueland would destroy it because they work in the horse racing industry. But that's it. Nobody, I mean, everybody else would just be, you know, eyes glazed over because... They don't know the information, nor do they really care. Horse racing is not incredibly popular outside of Kentucky, so with the exception of, um, you know, yeah, it's a very niche market. Like there are definitely people everywhere because there's OTBs and uh, thing every, places everywhere where people really follow the horses. Um, but I think as an international audience, that's not a a topic that's gonna that's not gonna come in for a smooth landing. <laughs> to try to get an idiom in there. Yeah. It, it, it um, you gotta be really careful with it. Uh, what about you, Corey? How, how do you, uh, I know you've done a lot of online stuff, uh, and even though you're back in local bars, how, how do you take uh, current events stuff differently between the two crowds? You know, honestly, um, when I realized that I was doing a lot of us centric stuff, I, I had to choose between either trying to do international stuff that would be approachable by a wider variety of people or just making sure I cut out the more local US based stuff. Um, and that's what I went with. I, because I'll, I'll, I'll throw in a lot of like local stuff for my local shows, obviously. And I just I just took those out 
you know, I'd throw in the occasional international thing, but the majority of my players were still U.S. based. And while I, you know, feel for the the international ones, especially since we've got great relationships uh, here on Quadrivia and through the Trivia Writers Co-op with some incredible international hosts, it just didn't make sense to change up my whole show for, you know, one or two out of, you know, 20 or 30 people. Um, so I didn't really change much. Although I did write an entire Australia round because at one point I had a bunch of random Australian players. But that was that was it. That's kind of that's kind of fun, though. You found like a little niche where like a bunch of Australians were coming to play yeah. your show. Yeah, they were playing on their lunch break. <laughs> so that worked out. Yeah, I, I think but. topics that fit in there well, though, um, music, movies and any kind of pop culture stuff, I think is very international. Unless you're asking about some kind of local band. Um, I think any of the big name artists and stuff like that when it comes to music or any big blockbuster movies um, are pretty fair game. Even especially if it's like a a certain movie just broke a record, like you can dig into that movie um, pretty easily. Uh, And then the other ones are like uh, it was mentioned, like the World Cup, the Olympics. Uh, Those are something that are watched on an international stage and make really good um, current events questions as it's happening. You know, at the risk of getting too far off topic here, what has your experience been with Olympics questions? Like Olympics details? Um, Usually for me, at least, it's been... Uh, who won or what country was this person from? Um, especially if a big thing happened where like they're the first person from their country to win. Um, you See, could for... d- their name's going to be everywhere, so you can either ask somehow getting people to the name, or you can try to get them to the com- country. Uh, which country you know had never won a an Olympic downhill skiing gold medal before, or something like that, uh, and thanks to so and so, give their name is now on the board. Um, I, I've had very poor experiences with Olympic trivia. Um, It just doesn't work. My experience has been that a lot of my players, at least they watch them, but they don't care about them. They're not paying attention to who, you know, if I tried something like what six time winner from the U S just took home another gold medal in this and that, they wouldn't know. Hmm. Um, but they would know that the U.S. got the gold, maybe. Um, but yeah, yeah, unless, I, unless I it's like a Michael that, Phelps or something. Yeah, yeah. Or what was the gal who uh, had the viral, the, the scrunched up face? She was really big for a couple of years. Oh, I almost said Simone Biles, but no, it's not. It's the other girl. Yeah, um, Simone Biles uh, is is a name that people can get to. Oh, my God. What's her name? Um, I forgot now. Uh, oh, my God. That's going to drive me nuts. I know. It's but yeah, it became a tongue, meme. But yeah, it became a yeah. meme because of the, yeah, like I said, scrunched up face. Now, yeah, but funny outside of outside of those people at my shows haven't held on to a lot of the, the details or the stats. And I think that makes sense, though, too, because... You know, you're not generally following these people every year for 16 games. You're watching them every four years do two or three competitions. So uh, I try to keep, if I do ask Olympic stuff, I keep that a little more broad. 
Yeah, I, I found, uh, like I said, if, it, if it's something big that happened, I can ask about it. But yeah, if you're asking about specific athletes and they're not like some kind of standout and been plastered all over the news, nobody's going to know. Was um, it Michaela Maroney? Yes. Something like that? Yeah, something like that. That sounds very familiar. Michaela Maroney had the scrunched up face. I think that's right. I also think that's right. And if if we're wrong, you can let us know. <laughs> or we'll find out later, I'm sure. Um I was right. Yeah. Yep. Right. Part of part of the Fierce Five. Oh my god, that was at the twenty twelve Summer Olympics. Yeah, that Not picture's been around a while. Back. True. Oh yeah, she, Gabby Douglas was the other one that did really well that year, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I, I generally tend to follow the Olympics uh, pretty close, although it was really funny. Uh, somebody posted a video um, online. It's kind of off topic, but kind of on there. I feel that the Olympics actually are better for an international audience than they are for a U.S. audience. If you're asking about people from other countries and I'm going to say that somebody brought up like because NBC has had the Olympic um, licensing here in the in the States forever. And um, somebody did a side by side. So during the. Um, gymnastics portion uh they showed like three different news stations and one was nbc showing in the united states and one was something from asia and one was something from i think it was, it was the bbc or something in europe um that was covering it and during the anybody besides the u.s and even during the u.s like the bbc and all they were showing the full event for NBC, they showed the full event to the U.S. people, and whenever somebody else was up, they'd show them do a couple trip uh, tricks and then pan to the U.S. team watching them. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. And it, it happened a lot. I'm like, you know, that I remember that. Like, I remember watching it. Like, I kind of want to see the competition, but I'm not seeing the competition because they're showing the reactions of the U.S. team instead of showing what's actually happening. Us Americans are very full of ourselves. Yes. It's just one of those, wow, I, holy crap. Oh, man. Uh, Let's, unless you've got something more to add to the Olympics. I I don't. I want to try to go inverse here. Um, Do you do local news? Outside of the online stuff, we're talking about it in your live shows. How do you feel about uh, extremely local current events like mayor election or, you know, levies or a <laughs> historic building that burnt down, things like that. Um, I have no personal problem with it. It just it depends on how local because you have people coming from like at our shows, the Chicagoland area that will come to the shows from, you know, anywhere up to like 45 minutes away um, on average. So you can't ask something about the town you're in for the most part, unless something big happened in that town and everybody heard about it. Um, if you ask we'll about Chicago, like, like, yeah, you can ask about stuff in Chicago and everybody in the area will have heard about it. Think like um, local colleges. Like, uh, you know, college level sports or things like that. That's absolutely fair game where I am because colleges rule all sports and media around here uh, in, in Louisville and Kentucky in general. I mean, if it's not UVL and UK, it's not anything. So, see, for, for me, at least for the college level sports, the only thing I can get away with is Gonzaga men's basketball if they're doing well that year. <laughs> um, then people will know the names, they'll know the stats, they'll know what's happening. But otherwise, because we've got 
several uh, good-sized schools here. You know, we've got WSU, we've got EWU. Um, but unless they do something, like, spectacular, people here aren't really going to know a whole lot about them. Uh, whereas Zags men's basketball is, you know, kind of more or less changed the landscape of Spokane. So, yeah, I, I think but, localized, uh, I think localized college athletics or major university hirings and firings is about as far as you can get. Like, I would never ask like. <laughs> who is the new University of Louisville's, you know, Dean of Medicine? Yeah, because, no. <laughs> like, no one cares and no one knows. But, you know, if it's, you know, like a couple, if I was around a couple years ago, you know, what high-profile coach was fired, you know, based on a, a money-extorting scandal with, you know, paying players to come to come play? That's, you know, Rick Pitino. So everybody's going to know that one. In fact, that almost might be too easy for my area. But I did... This, this also would have been back in like 2016, I think. A Spokane area high schools trivia category. I'm trying to remember what kind of questions I asked. Oh, so do you guys have, um, do you have like rivalry games at your high school level sports? We we did as when I was in high school, uh, but yeah. it's not a huge thing, uh, or at least to the point where uh, most people would know unless they went to one of those high schools around here. Like, there's not Same something here. that's uh, like people from all over the area going to know about this. Unless uh, at one point, I forgot what it was, but like one of the high schools in our area, I think in the mid aughts, um, basically poured gasoline on the their rival school's uh, football field, and I, they either <laughs> drew a giant dick, they lit it on fire, and it was a giant dick, or something or it said like fuck you or something along those lines i forget what it was now but it was uh it made the news yeah like it made the news and it was all over um but it, unless something like that happens uh, it, at least around here there's not enough big there's not a big enough rivalries where i could tell you who they are except for who my high school rival was you know um i was able to find the the round so it was questions like what is the oldest high school in the area what is the mascot of this high school? Um, what high school was this film, this movie filmed in? Uh, which high school did Bing Crosby and Julia Sweeney attend? Stuff like that. Uh, which two schools participate in the Stinky Sneaker? Um, and using that as a like as its own round, actually, it worked pretty well. Uh, but I think we're also in a, a unique place here where we've only got three school districts but they're all kind of inner we've got like 15 area high schools so it's not too much that that you're not going to know you know all of the mascots are all at the high schools and so we were able to uh to kind of pull that one off but it, it was nice it was actually really interesting hosting that um more so than a, a standard current events. This was around the time of homecoming, which is when all of our rivalry games were played, which is why I did it and why I'm bringing it up now. Uh, but it was great doing that, that really localized level questioning and seeing people get excited about their alma mater or like talking shit about their, their rival and 
It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think in places like that, that would work really well. Like where you're at, it seems like that's a thing. People follow high school sports. I think in certain places in Texas uh, where high school football is a huge cool. thing. Where uh, it brings that, in more than college yeah. levels at other states. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think that would be a great local like, current events type thing to talk about. Here, no. <laughs> it just wouldn't work. Unless somebody went to one of those high schools uh, and they'd know yeah. the answer. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't sit. Anything else about local current events? What would you do like local politics or, um, you know, local crime blotter, things like that? Chicago area. Yes. Uh, like, again, there's a lot of stuff, particularly politics in Chicago, make the news, um, particularly True. in the city. <laughs> so you can ask about that in the suburbs and people are going to know uh, because like it's all selling. Over. You mean like selling uh, their their position or like sending pictures of their penis or yeah or uh, trying to sell a senate seat uh, from the yeah. person who just got elected president uh, yeah that's a that's a thing that happens around here um, but uh, again it would be greater Chicago area would work with that like particularly politics because that that's a lot of what happens around here um, but again high schools no. Yeah, I'd say, I guess, uh, population would probably be a major, major factor in something like that. Do you know off the top of your head the, the general Chicago area population? General Chicago area is what, about 4 million? Is it? Jesus. 4 to 6 What's, million, something like that. What are you looking at, Jacob? I think Louisville is somewhere around 800,000 to a million, I think. So I for us... I think my city, Spokane City, or maybe Spokane County, is only two hundred and fifty, maybe pushing three hundred thousand, and then you factor in surrounding areas, and we get up close to a half million. Um, so yeah, oh, I, can get I was away with stuff way like off. That. The Chicago metropolitan area, nine point four five nine million. Holy oh, that shit. is uh, quite a large city there. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think it's somewhere upwards of four million live in the city, like in the city limits of Chicago. And then if you take the whole metropolitan area, you're adding another five and a half million. <laughs> I was oh, just looking on Louisville. Oh, what's what's yours? <laughs> we only have six hundred seventeen thousand people as of twenty nineteen. In the in city limits or in the metro area? Uh, good question. Yeah, because I was able to pull up the Chicago metropolitan area map, which actually leads into into Wisconsin. If you go yeah. north of the city, it'll go. It just it crosses the Wisconsin line. I mean, that's how big the Chicago general area is. I I wasn't too far off actually. Spokane metro population is five hundred and seventy three thousand, so not not bad. Enough that you can walk around the mall and run into somebody you know, but you also haven't dated every person in town. <laughs> I guess that's a good way to Jacob. put it. No, I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I was looking at my numbers and I'm still off. <laughs> He's like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I'm Don't worry. Louis I got you. Let's see. Louisville metro area. Uh, one million. Okay. One, 1.025 million. All right. So I was, I was on enough. Yeah. So you're, you're just, I'm correct. Over a the tenth of our, of our population up here. You know. Just small town Louisville. Oh, wait. 1.265 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit luckier in that than 
Uh, but but also, I wouldn't really be able to ask those questions at my Idaho shows. I could ask Spokane High School stuff at my Spokane shows if it's one of my... Even there, I have to like choose the venue that I would use it at. You know, some venues are going to have families that have been around for a while. Whereas when I was at the uh, the wine and beer bar in Kendall Yards, like our new up and coming district, that was all people that recent Spokane transplants, and they wouldn't know anything about it. So, but generally speaking, that sort of local. A uh, localized current event is fair game here. Well, I think that about wraps up this topic. Um, if we think of anything else, we can just talk about it later. And uh, very kindly ask Ken to to throw it back over into this portion of the discussion. But for now, we should probably head on to the keyword challenge. Uh, keyword challenge for those of you who are starting your quadrivia listening spree on episode 59 is where we take a random keyword uh, suggested by a listener and we spend 10 minutes to write the best question we can utilizing that keyword. Uh, we don't only use it as a topic, but we make sure we get that keyword into the question or the answer, however you present it to us even if it's something like Teledu. So, without further ado, Jeremy, what is our keyword challenge word? Uh, this week's keyword challenge was sent in by Matt Jones from Portland, Oregon. Hi, Matt. I know Matt. Hi. Matt is a great supporter on uh, Twitter, or uh, sorry, on Twitch, and uh, has been a big part of the trivia community. Um, his word that he submitted to us is... Oh, I remember. You remember I what? think it's... Uh, the the other part of the discussion, the current <laughs> events thing, <laughs> and i I think it's I think it's important enough that it's worth going back to it right now, really quickly. <laughs> but Ken, don't worry about change. Like, don't edit shit. Like, just leave this as is, and we'll come back to Matt in a moment. Oh, it was too perfect. Like, right as he's about to say it. it. Like, oh, I got it. Uh, it just popped right in there too. Um, the other part of current events I wanted to ask about is TV shows and movies. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on basically like spoilers? You know, yeah, I was gonna say you're getting like, you're getting into like, spoiler territory there. Yeah, but I mean, Game of Thrones was massive when it was on, and before that final season, it was all anyone talked about. And it, it was almost like shooting yourself in the foot to not throw a few Game of Thrones questions in there. But you also, of course, had to be careful about not spoiling anything. So, so what are your thoughts on utilizing that, that arm of pop culture in current events? You know, like what on the longest running sitcom in television history this major character died last week you know would you use something like that cuz that's that's going to be a big deal i but it's also spoiler territory i i don't think i would do spoilers uh, for something like that unless it's been at least a month um give people time to see it uh to, to not spoil it so the people that are going to watch it are usually going to watch it within a couple weeks 
um, depending on work schedules and all this other stuff. People who are really into it are going to find a way to watch it. Um, I wouldn't ask a day of or week of, though. Uh, I would give people some days to do it. I, I feel like I'd be a dick if I spoiled something or something that they were planning on watching when they got home from trivia that night, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, I would keep it super generic. Like, on the basis of Game of Thrones, I'd be like, you know, what recent hit TV show includes families like uh, the Lancasters, the Starks, and the Baratheons, or something like that? You know, that's not... Ooh, that's not... Um, um, Malcolm you know. in the Middle. Oh, well, you were close, but it's, it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> you were close. <laughs> you were close. <laughs> well, they both have characters, so... They do. You're right. I can't argue with you on that one. You're spot on. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, now, I, 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 that's as, I, I couldn't do something that'd be like, all right. So to keep this spoiler free, Jon Snow slept with his cousin this week on Game of Thrones. Uh, who plays the cousin? <laughs> that was great right. aunt. Yeah, he's right. It was great aunt. Great aunt. Or oh, just great aunt. That's right. Great aunt. Smoking hot, anyway. great aunt. Though that's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, it had to do with how their family was though. Like, his great great uncle was only like seventeen or yeah. something. You know, it's like well. Does that only apply, though, to, like, weekly episodic shows like sitcoms or, you know, weekly dramas or whatever? Or what about the winner of American Idol or the winner of a boxing match? Or, you know, where is the now, line on when it's current events and when it's a spoiler or, like, what genre uh, is that line? Like, Yeah, I, I think... Uh, you threw out two different things that are like comparing apples and oranges. The boxing <laughs> event is going to be all over the news. Exactly. As soon as they want, but everybody's going to know who won. There's no, I'm going to hide the spoilers or whatever. It's everywhere. It's it, same thing with American Idol. Like, that's going to be the headline. Like, Kelly Clarkson wins American Idol last year. But people do, you know, record those shows or the, they watch them on demand and, you know, will avoid social media until they see it. Well, and that's where the uh, few days at least goes or something like that. But at the same time, like if it's a big profile boxing match or if it's a big show like American Idol, where was it like 30 million people were watching every week? It's almost impossible to avoid a spoiler. They will have heard it somewhere else. I know that prime time is usually the same time we are are hosting, generally speaking. Um, But say the, the times lined up. Um, would you ask a same day question about, you know, for example, winner of American Idol back when it was in its prime and people still watched it? You know, I don't know. Clay Aiken or Kelly Clarkson, American Idol. I think in today's age of news being sent to you as it happens without you having to go and seek it out, I, I, I think there's no more... I think the only exception to that is episodic shows like Game of Thrones or or even shows that drop like a whole season at a time. Like on Netflix, they'll just drop a whole season. Yeah. Um, but and no, I think I we're think using the term wrong. Uh, episodic is usually where there's a new storyline each episode. Isn't it serial? Oh, that's true. That yeah. is all. That was my bad, too. I, I said it. First. Yeah, no, it's just, it, it just struck me. I'm like, somebody's going to nitpick. So I'm oh, going to bring yes, it up. <laughs> but anyway, sports and like... Entertainment events, I think, are are different than shows. So yeah. any kind of competition is more or less same day fair game. Uh, I would say so. Yes. I mean, if yeah. I if I was if I, uh, this is a bad example, if I was ho- if I was hosting a game at 
three o'clock in the morning, the the night after Super Bowl, I would ask who won the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't feel like there's a spoiler there. Like, you know, to me, it's what just if, spoilers don't, don't exist for sports. Yeah. Who who died on Grey's Anatomy two hours ago is different than who won the Super yes. Bowl two hours ago. Right. Uh, because now, people will have known at that point. Speaking of nitpicking, um, but I mean, like, I want to, I want to really push you guys to to provide a line for me. I want to know what your line is. So, say it's the Super Bowl, and it's happening while you're hosting trivia, and it ends. You know, you you're doing five rounds. It ends during round three. Would you ask about it at round five? Because those people could have it recorded and want to go home and watch it, you know, theoretically. I probably in, real, in reality, they probably would skip trivia and would just. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they're not going to be there if they're going to watch. But I mean, before. but just hypothetically, um, for the for the sake of learning where your line is, you know, what would make you not reveal the winner of a competition? Like, is it a timing thing or what? I, I guess for me, it's a timing thing. I mean, I mean, I guess if, let's put it this way. If you're at a bar and they're there for the like during the Super Bowl, you know, damn good and well, the other half of the bars that's not playing trivia would have been cheering who just won. <laughs> so it's it's a freebie question. I mean, it, it's All a, right, it was a terrible example. Whatever. I, I retracted. <laughs> I take it back. But, but uh, I mean, movies. seriously, that would be a freebie question to throw in at the end. Like, you could ask yeah. it because everybody in the bar knows who just won the Super Bowl because everybody on the other part of the bar is just talking <laughs> about it. yelling about it. Yeah. 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 All right. If you, want a, if you want an actual, like, formal answer from me, I would say the current, uh, the current event questions are fair game up to when the trivia game starts. So I won't ask a question – with a result that happens during the trivia game itself, I guess is my is my is my rule if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um. And and do the same general rules apply to movies for y'all? No movies. I wait. Uh, yeah, I won't because it takes time, people time to get to the theater. How long? How long is is how soon is too soon with a movie? I would almost say a month or two well, um, until until it started to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, TV shows at least a couple weeks, at least a couple okay. weeks. Uh, movies, probably up to a couple months, uh, just because it takes longer for people to get out to the movie theater and see something. And you got to wait till those like numbers start dying down. Because as an example, Endgame was like, what, eight weeks or something like that? The number one movie? Yeah. People were still seeing it. Um, I think I saw it three or four times in theaters. Yeah. And granted, yeah, there are a lot of double and triple viewings at that point, too, but once the numbers start dying down, the people who really wanted to see the movie have more than likely seen it. Or the ones that care about spoilers have been like shutting off all social media and news about yeah. it have seen it by that point. I thought trivia would be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Never. Okay. That's fair. All right. What's the keyword? We're pins and needles here, Jeremy. Yeah, I know. It's it's so weird. Got so sidetracked for no good reason. All right. Well, oh, again, I, think, I, I feel like that was an important part. of. I, I think it really it was. was an important thing to bring up that I, I don't think we really hit on. Um, so back to the keyword then. Uh, this week's keyword again, thanks to Matt Jones in Portland, Oregon, for saying this in. He wants us to write a question about the word Zot. Z-O-T. Like the candy? I, I don't know. I guess we have to find out what they are in our research here. 
Well, shouldn't don't we usually tell the people what we're writing about? Yeah, Zot. Um, <laughs> it looks like Zot is a superhero, a comic. Okay, I knew it sounded was familiar, there, but is there I was thinking Zod. Point after it? Um, no, it just said Zot, but that doesn't mean he didn't mean to put one. Interesting. Zot is slang that means to zap, kill, or destroy. Uh, oh, 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 you might be getting into our uh, research here and our questions. Yeah, so. you're, I mean oh, spoilers. Down. Spoilers, Corey. We do that. We tell the listeners. <laughs> this is a little, this is a little too current is. events right now. Okay, we're our current event is we're trying oh, to research. So, all right. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert: Zot is a slang word in a comic book series. If you don't want to know that, then rewind the podcast and don't listen to that part. <laughs> yeah, rewind and listen rewind. to it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Shut up. Be kind. Just of rewind it and mute it, and then unmute it and keep listening. Okay. And uh, before we get into the uh, the little <laughs> cut here uh, with Jason talking about how much he loves PBR, um, God, he loves PBR. I know it's essential like water. It's incredible. It is. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you can submit your keyword to us at quadriviapodcast.com. Uh, and it might have a chance to end up here on the show. Uh, one more thing I want to put out there uh, before we hop over to the question or the uh, other side here and start doing our ten minute research is. Uh, uh, we had an idea for a topic come in, and that is uh, basically sharing stories from the community of trivia players. So we want you, if you're listening, to send us in a story that you have uh, from trivia. It can be funny. It can be sad. It can be a cringe moment. It can be something that just completely didn't work out. Whatever you want, whatever you think is a good story to tell, uh, send those into us, and we're going to have a a round table one week about those uh, and kind of discuss these stories uh, in depth there. Uh, you can send that to quadriviapod at gmail.com. Uh, and that's for a future episode. Again, send in those stories from trivia. All right. So, so uh, Zot, huh? Yeah, Zot. How about we uh, key up that uh, little commercial for everybody else and we'll see you guys on the flip side as we take 10 oh, minutes. I thought we had already, <laughs> we'd already cut. And we're back. Uh, we just finished a 10-minute break to uh, write a question about Zot, but we're not allowed to talk about what Zot is at the behest of both Jeremy and Jacob, who got very upset when we mentioned specific words. Very upset. So <laughs> um, I guess we will just jump right into it so we can hopefully learn what the hell Zot is. Uh, oh, and I'm supposed to go first. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Corey, why don't you uh, why don't you start us off since you? I'm, I'm so tired. It was so hot outside. It's uh... it's it's twelve thirty in the morning here. Twelve thirteen. What? It's it's very late here. So don't even talk to me about being tired. I don't care. Where are you? I thought you were. No, I'm in it's... the Eastern Time Zone. Yeah, he's in Louisville, which is Eastern Time. I thought East Louisville Coast, East Coast, Central. baby. No, no, Louisville is Eastern oh, wow. Time. We're right on the edge. Anyway, your question. Anyways, my question: Zot was a comic book published in the mid to late '80s as a light-hearted alternative to the darker and more violent comics that dominated that period. Ironically. This lighthearted alternative was released by what publishing company, whose name implies things are getting darker, albeit only for a few minutes or hours, and only once every hundred years or so? 
Um, I, I know this dead to rights, not only from your clue, which would have given it away, but I came across it in my research. So I will. Yeah, I didn't there. think it'd be particularly difficult for uh, the two of you, but I thought it was a, a fun, fun way to go with it. Uh, I do not know this one as I did not approach that in my research. So oh. um, you want to take a stab at it going off of those clues? Those things are getting darker. Uh, sunset comets. <laughs> yes, the sunsets the sun more than once sense. every hundred years or so. <laughs> what? Every, Since once when? every hundred thousand years or so, when the sun doth <laughs> set, uh, the sun doth rise and the moon doth glow. Yeah, so <laughs> the grass doth spot on. <laughs> um, okay, well, it, that was a guess. Yes, and and it was the you were in the same celestial uh, vicinity. I suppose. Consider that a win. So if the uh, moon were to move in front of the sun, what would you have? Uh, Is that a solstice? Not a solstice. A clip. There you go. (laughs) It's also the name of a chewing gum. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It was the Eclipse Comics. Gotcha. Which was bought by Todd McFarland. Acquired. Yeah, I don't know much about Eclipse Comics. I've I'd heard of them, but not like in a, ooh, I have to read their stuff uh, type thing. Um, they weren't around very long, but they yeah. did have some pretty impressive talent uh, wandering their halls for a few years. Yep, and they've all been uh, pretty much eaten up by the uh, big ones. Oh, yeah. That's a good question, Corey. I mean, you're... I don't know anything about comic books, I'll be completely honest. I, I was never one to read when I was a kid. However, the um the hint at the end is is we'll get you to the right path. I think that's it's what I was totally hoping. gettable. Yeah. Um I was really hoping I could get away without giving such a blatant hint, but yeah. then I remembered that Eclipse has been out of business for uh thirty some odd years or about thirty years now. So People aren't that likely to know it, so I, I threw in a little bit extra there. But uh, I still, I still think it was a fun question. Yeah, I don't have anything like to really that. nitpick with it. I, I like that there's a uh, clue in there in the end for the not uber comic book nerd who might know this uh, to yeah. be able to. And I say that as an uber comic book nerd, like I said, I've never really dug into Eclipse comics, but I've read some obscure books in my day. <laughs> um, I would say that's, that's got... not digging anybody. <laughs> If you got rid of the parentheses, it would be a late in the round question. Yes. But including that hint, it's now it's, you know, question one, two, three, somewhere around. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, I think, Jacob, you're up next. All right. Here's my question. The word Zot is a word that can be found in a comic strip entitled B.C., and is used whenever the anteater character slops up his food. This character, a hybrid of an aardvark with long ears and an anteater with a bushy tail, was the inspiration for Peter the Anteater, the collegiate mascot for what West Coast school? I have no win on this. Uh, Corey, is it a high school in Spokane by, by any chance? <laughs> no high schools in Spokane have a anteater or aardvark or Antvark hybrid mascot. So, um, um, no. Like, okay, and also Coast. none of also none of the Spokane high schools are colleges. 
<laughs> that um, is correct. Yes. Oh yeah. You know what? <laughs> well, you know, I had to go there because it was earlier in the episode. Um, I, I don't really know a lot of West Coast schools. Like we say, name a West Coast school. I just say UCLA. Like that's it. Um, yeah, I am really bad at colleges. I know you're actually a ton of not West Coast colleges, but you're you're halfway there with UCLA. You see Irvine. You're exactly right. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm like just going over the UC, you know University of California, like San Diego, uh, Irvine. Irvine anteaters, or are they the anteaters, or do they just have an anteater mascot? They are the, I believe they are the anteaters, and their mascot is Peter the anteater. Huh. So interesting. Yes, but apparently right. his his inspiration came from this comic strip. So, huh. yeah, well, that is a that's a very interesting fact um, with the question. Um, I think it, it would definitely be like as Corey puts it like later in the round question, because you really need to know what, like college mascots. Yep. Or in a sports round uh, where there's going to be people, look, you know, that have this vast sports knowledge and that's what they know yeah. they're going into. Um, I Again, UCLA is the only like, was the first West Coast school I could think of. And then when you said you're close, I'm like, OK, what's the next UC? <laughs> right. Um, otherwise, I have no end to that personally. It's a good question. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, a niche question, I think. All right. Well, then, Jeremy, why don't you uh, show us what you've got? All right. While short-lived by comic book standards, Zot by Scott McCloud received many accolades during its six-year run, including nominations for the Harvey Award for Best Cartoonist, multiple Eisner Award nominations for Best Writer, Best Story, and Best Single Issues. In 1985, it won two prestigious comic book awards. One was the Russ Manning's Most Promising Newcomer Award, and another that was named after what famed comic book creator, not vacuum entrepreneur, who died on February 6, 1994? I'm... I'm 100% on this. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is Orkin. But I don't know if he was a comic book uh, creator or not. Do you know uh, any other types of vacuums besides uh, Orkin? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Shark. Shark, yes. <laughs> Herbert Dyson. Hoover. <laughs> Herbert Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I am. I we had dirt devils growing up, so that's all I really have <laughs> reference to. That's and I don't think is. that's right. That's dirt Tony, devil, Tony, dirt devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so late. Jack Kirby. Uh, it is absolutely Jack Kirby. Yes. Oh, there you go. Um, partner in crime to Stanley, which I originally had in there, and I took out. I'm like, that might be too easy. So I put the vacuum clue in thinking like, all right, like, and as you guys did, you guys, you know, Jacob went down like the whole like, do I know my name Orkin? Like um, if you start going over vacuums, like if you know anything about comic book creators, as soon as you get to Kirby. And see, comic books is like my biggest week, like geography and comic books. I just don't know anything about. So, yeah, I, yeah. I would have gotten that one even without the vacuum hint. Um, but I'd say similar to my hint that moves it from a mid to late game question to an early game question. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was the that was the goal. Ease, ease it up a little bit because not everybody's heard of Zot. Uh, again, I'd never heard of it before this um, other than like, yeah, I've probably you know heard of it somewhere, but I never knew what it was. You would have never I would have had no guesses. Um, 
but a really interesting history of uh, of the book. And I don't know if that's what Matt was having us go for was the Zot comic or the Zot candies like we talked about or if there was something else he had with it. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you, Matt, for sending that in. Uh, I learned some stuff today and I always mm-hmm. like I always like that. Our keyword here also could have been comic. We all use the word comic. Yes, we did. But it was Zot. <laughs> or was it? Or was uh, Go to quadriviapodcast.com and tell us who is the best. All right. Well, then that will bring us into <laughs> the game for the week. Uh, Jacob, I believe you have a, uh, a, a uh, round for us based on the uh, topic of the night, if I'm not yeah. uh, mistaken. So, like I said earlier, I do do a current events round every <laughs> every week at my games. Uh, so I will provide you a 10-question current events round. And keeping in mind that, uh, you know, this is uh, as it is now June 14th as opposed to June 13th <laughs> when we started. Um, but Yeah, this uh, will be released around July 7th, Right, I think. so this is, you know, around the early to mid-June time period. Um, so if you guys are ready, I am as well. And we can get started with the first question. Um, I am ready, but Jeremy, I need you to know that you're probably going to be carrying this because I don't, I, I've actually been avoiding the news lately, intentionally. Um, so I have very little idea of what's going on in the world right now. Oh boy. Uh, this well, is going to be do, interesting. Do keep in mind, like I, what I said earlier, my game, my current event rounds are meant to be a little easier just to kind of warm everybody up. So they okay. give you a little surprise by, these are a little on the, on the simpler side. But all right. all right. Question one. Earlier this week, which public official traveled to Central America and announced several steps to address the migration crisis at the Northern Triangle? So my, I would just not knowing the answer to this, probably guess Joe Biden, because I know he's at the uh, G7 right now and may have uh, stopped there to uh, say something. It's close. Uh, he is actually over in England for G7. Yeah. Uh, but he sent Kamala Harris, the vice president, down. Uh, ah, okay. To to uh, Central America. So. Okay. That was my second guess. Of course. Yeah, that actually would have been my second guess as well. <laughs> um, my, first but, guess, my first guess was, I don't know. But no, good question. Um, that You know, I feel like it is something I heard, but... I've, I've been kind of like with Corey the past couple of days. I've had a lot of stuff going on at work and to not stress myself out even more. I haven't paid a Fair lot enough. of close attention to politics other than like I said, I know G seven's going on. I've seen some recap stuff because I can't fully stay away from news. Um, but deep dives this week have not been, uh, totally understandable. And I respect that. <clears throat> I totally respect yeah, this that. Is, this is going to be interesting. It'll also be interesting. I mean, I, I kind of wish we, had some way to uh, get feedback from our listeners and see how they do on it. Because it's always interesting to revisit your own current event rounds Mm, and see how many of them would still be known, you know, a year down the road, a month down the road when they're not immediately relevant. So. Yep. But I digress. That's all right. Uh, Question two. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved the use of a new drug to treat what debilitating brain disease? The first of its kind in 18 years, and the first to target the actual disease process. 
Um, so debilitating brain disease immediately has me go to Alzheimer's, Corey. Um, do you have any other? I'm going to sit this one out because, as you may recall, I referenced this earlier in the show. Oh, that was you. I wasn't sure if it was you or uh, Jacob, and I just assumed it was Jacob then at this point. No, I actually remember that happening, but then we had that cut out, I think. So I actually don't know if it's in the show or not. Oh. Oh, well, surprise to the listeners. Right. (laughs) Wait, no, no. Cut this out then, too. He's going to reread it? Answer it. No, no. We'll just have (laughs) Ken cut out all of the response. And I'll just like jump in with the answer and I'll sound really smart. There you go. Hey, Jacob, it's Alzheimer's disease. Wrong. No, actually, it is Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> um, I knew it. So, yeah, I'm another smart like you said, and I know things. It, it, these are definitely like to ease people in the show. Yeah, first guess would have been Alzheimer's where you say debilitating brain disease. I mean, there are definitely right, others, but no good and it's always good to hear that there's some breakthroughs in it because it is uh having dealt with grandparents with it and stuff yes. it is uh it's horrible yeah yeah looking back i was a little too excited when i said alzheimer's i'm sorry <laughs> i mean it's it's a big deal that they release the drug i mean that's it's, that's true. It, that's it's celebratory awesome. so all right question three on tuesday the nba awarded the season mvp to what Denver Nuggets center, and the last name only is fine for this answer. Does he play for Denver? No, I don't. I don't know if he plays for Denver now. Uh, the, the only the center that comes to mind that is just always on fire uh, in the NBA would be Joel Embiid. Um, but I don't know if that's who it is. So uh, my guess would be Embiid. But uh, Corey, do you have anything on this one? Uh, oh. No. Oh no, Denver Nuggets. It's not in B, but uh, he plays for Philly. Yeah, I don't really watch pro basketball. I watch. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, but oh, Djokovic or uh, very close. He plays tennis. Jovic. Yes, Jovic. Jokic. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Okay, I was combining. I'm like, no, because uh, I remembered that I think Embiid plays for Philly. He does. The he, 76ers. he plays for the 76ers. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, playing fantasy basketball last year worked out for me. Okay. There you go. <laughs> you never know we're going to pick something up. All right. Uh, question four. I think is what we're on now. Yeah. Uh, due to the 2020-2021 North American drought, Lake Mead, the reservoir created by what national landmark, dropped to its lowest water level ever recorded on Thursday? Uh, the Jack Kirby Dam. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, but Orkin I like Mead. Dam to you, sir. <laughs> uh, North American Drought Lake Mead, the reserve created by. Oh, is that uh, the, is that Hoover Dam? That's that was the joke. Oh, damn you it! Do not remember me saying damn Herbert it. Hoover damn when it. we were talking damn about it. Jack Kirby? I'm trying to figure out the answer to the question. You're already making jokes because you already know it. <laughs> Yes, it is the Hoover Dam. Very good. Apparently, my joke was just too highbrow. It went right over you. It, mm. You know what? And I, I like literally, if I wasn't so focused on trying to like, why know why do I know Lake Mead? Where is Lake Mead? Like you're talking, and I'm like, I, I know this. Hold on. I, on a, I had no idea about uh, it dropping so low, but I did know that it was created by the Hoover Dam. So oh, there you go. All right, question five. North American Energy Company, TC Energy, terminated what project 
which many environmentalists and Native Americans have opposed, citing the risk of pollution and potential damage to wildlife. Okay, I definitely know this one. Um, I did read yep, this story. Same. same. This is um, one that, that did make it through to me. And yep. I mean, like, at first I was like, oh, good. But then I was like, fucking why did we do it in the first place? Like, yeah, like Why did it take, what, 12 years? Like, all of this could have been avoided. All, every, ugh, fucking, fucking Keystone. Yep, Keystone yep. Pipeline. Keystone Pipeline. Keystone That's XL, right? right? Or is it yes. Keystone? Yeah. I, I, XL I, I took. Um, all right, and question six. Here we go. Prosecutors from former President Trump's Justice Department had subpoenaed what tech giant for data to monitor select Democrats during the Russia investigation during his presidency? So to monitor, um, it, I, I, I haven't narrowed down to three, Corey. Let me know what you think here. I'm either thinking um, it's got to be Facebook or Twitter or it's got to be Google. I remember hearing something about them. Like asking some company for, I, th- I think it was like demo like uh, Democrat members DMs or something. Oh yeah, um, so I guess it could have been uh, <sighs> WhatsApp. Maybe would be the other one. But no, WhatsApp's maybe. owned by one of them. I think that I think Facebook. Owns I think WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Yeah, I think so. Um, which would make the answer Facebook if it was WhatsApp. This, yeah, this, this is one of those one, like it's not one that I read, but I I remember like glancing and seeing something related to this. I'm okay with sticking with Facebook because it's a it's kind of like a catch-all answer for this. Yeah, or um, it could be like Google cuz of like email, like they're, they're using like a Gmail type backend. Yeah. I don't know. I I I'd feel safer with with Facebook. All right. We'll we'll lock in with Facebook. Okay, actually, it was Apple. Um, oh. Apple was subpoenaed on this, and it was a big deal because Apple is usually so good about privacy. But um, yeah, well, was... they were asking for like text messages or something. Right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what it was. It wasn't DMs. It was texts. Damn it! Can, can we just talk about how this is just like the like literally like the the new age Watergate, and like this never really made headlines, like major oh, headlines. Did it? Didn't one of the major Watergate prosecutors just come out like last week and say this is ten times worse than Watergate? Oh yeah, well he 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 was coming out like during the entire administration saying about how this is so True. much worse. Every time they did something, like, oh my god, this puts Watergate to shame. And, right. Um. I, I, holy crap! <laughs> we want to monitor select Democrats during the Russia investigation. Give us the data. Are you kidding? Oh my god. Uh, I, I need this to get off is my why soapbox. I avoid yeah. current events. <laughs> yeah, it, it can get heated. I know. <clears throat> uh, all right, all right, here's question. All right, question seven. Here we go. Which country voted in favor of a new coalition government ending Benjamin Netanyahu's 12-year tenure as prime minister? That happened today, didn't it? Or yesterday, right? I think it went through. Like the the new one was sworn in today. Yeah, um, but the vote was. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I know this. I think we both are one hundred percent on this. One hundred percent Israel. Um, but I, I almost would have preferred not naming Netanyahu on this. 
Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out a way to not include him and maybe use the new prime minister's name. I think you um, could have, if you had just gone, which country voted in favor of a new coalition government ending the uh, current ruler's 12-year tenure, or mm. previous ruler's 12-year tenure as sure. prime minister. Um, I mean, it's it's absolutely a fair question, as is. Um, but I, I just feel like his name giveaway. is just a little too yeah. recognizable. Yeah. I, I think in the grand scheme of things, like Netanyahu's up there with... Uh, a lot of the other major world leaders where his like, name like comes Merkel up Like and yeah, like, yeah. 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 Okay. But hey, I like it because it means we got another point. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question eight. What tech company released a statement this week saying they were going to lay the world's longest underwater sea cable stretching from the east coast of the United States to Las Toninas, Argentina? All right, longest underwater sea cable. Now, doing big I, giant projects leads me to a couple. Um, it could be something like Comcast or AT and T, like, and it's a data wire, or it could be something like Tesla trying to set up one of their like tunnel things, uh, where they're talking about like the tunnel travel. I don't know. I would probably. My first thought was Google, like Google trying oh, to uh, Google fiber, bring it down fiber. there. Yeah, but I. I have no. This is not something I've heard anything about. I had not heard about this so. either. But those are the those are the ones that come to mind because of why they would again Google yeah. AT and T Comcast one of the ones trying to run a you know some kind of data cable and then just Tesla because they're talking about the underground like he wants to do some kind of like tube travel system underground. Um, the boring company. Yeah, the boring company exactly. So actually, uh. technically, be the boring company, but yeah. Um, uh, I think Google's fair on that one. If they're trying to bring fiber down to like Central and South America, I we don't have to. That was just like the first thought I had. But your answers are just as valid. Uh, can we just say a major tech company? You can. Would you give us half credit for that? I would give you point zero zero five one credit on that. I'm good with that if Jeremy is. All right. <laughs> um, since we're probably not going to get it right, we're, are, are we on the right track? You are on the very right track. Okay, so I'm going to yeah. say boring company then. Uh, that's the one I feel least confident about. Okay, okay. but fuck it, they're they're fake points. So give us the boring company. Uh, no, actually, it was Google. Oh, damn it! Should, damn it! Just stuck with it. It <sighs> was for the exact reasons you were talking about. It's to to run Bring basically fiber, down. fiber lines down there and. Uh, increase the infrastructure for South America. So okay, no, oh, well. that, that, that's great though. That's good yeah. to learn. Like I said, what, you Jeremy, know, the, the... we could have had point zero zero five one points on that. <laughs> that's awesome that they're doing that. Yes, I bet you Australia will be excited because they'll be like, maybe somebody will run <laughs> fiber to us. We can inject internet into our koalas and things. <laughs> I don't know that game have from. notoriously bad internet. Uh, I've I've met some streamers from down there, so it can't be that bad. No, uh, yeah, Australia has good internet, um, but they have uh, data caps, like really really oh, low data caps. That's, that's awful. Um, yeah. so it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah, I, say, I, I watch a lot of Australian streamers, but it feels like they're all always complaining about the internet. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, they they definitely could use an upgrade on internet, but at the same time, the reason that it's that way is because they buy the, like, lower packages so they can get more out of it. 
Uh, like, because if you buy the really fast internet down there, it gets really expensive really fast. Mm. Um, at least that's what right. I've heard. But. That's fair. Okay. Forgive me on pronunciation on this next one, but here we go. In tennis, Barbara Krechikova of what country defeated Anastasia Pavlikuchikova of Russia? You know that you wrote this question, right? I wrote this question just... literally an hour before we went on. <laughs> literally an hour. When, uh, okay, I probably just came across as an ass to a listener, but this is this is a bonding thing because I've been in this situation where I'm like, I've Why written a question that? like this because I see it on screen and then I'm like, I could have just written something else instead of <laughs> writing this question that I don't know how to pronounce. Oh, Why I've did it. I do this? I've done it. Well, we all know you've done it, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, that wasn't my question, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Degas. Jacob. Go ahead, all right. <laughs> Go ahead and say those names again. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, here's our second attempt at this. <clears throat> In tennis, Barbara Krestikova of what country defeated Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova of Russia to win the women's singles title at the 2021 French Open, winning her first Grand Slam singles title? Ukraine. I would say that or Romania. Uh, it's definitely something Eastern European. Um, I don't. Does Ukraine compete? I'm sure they probably do i don't know those are my two guesses ukraine or uh whatever i said yeah yeah are you agreeing with that okay okay and no it was czech republic oh hey right area wrong country you couldn't tell by my really good pronunciation of where they were from (laughs) i mean (laughs) Uh, let's be fair. If you had pronounced it perfectly, I'd still have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think there's fault to spread. I bet if it was the, Herbert the Hoover, you would have around. <laughs> All right, are we ready for the last question so I can end my terrible round here? Oh, this is a great round. Uh, well, yeah, this is not a terrible round. Just that question. The last question. I'm fair All right. And I need an allergy pill. (laughs) (laughs) I need to go to bed. It's it's almost one. Anyway, here we go. Uh, You're barely in the Eastern Time Zone. Quit complaining. It doesn't matter. I'm still here. Drive 30 minutes to the West. Question 10. (laughs) The World Health Organization announced a new system of naming the new COVID 19 variants using what alphabet? which is also used when the English alphabet is exhausted to name hurricanes. Ooh, I know this one. Because the new variant, Corey, and this will help you get to it if you don't know it, is the Delta variant. I did know that. Okay. So I would say the Greek alphabet would be my guess on that one, unless you have a... I mean, that that seems reasonable. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm, it could I'm be NATO phonetic, but... Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, let's just keep it simple. Let's go with the, the Greek alphabet. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Great job, guys. It was a Greek alphabet. All right. So at least at least we like so we, we narrowed that one down to two because like after yeah. I said Greek, I'm like, crap. I know there was an alpha variant. I know there was a delta variant, but that fits with NATO as well. <laughs> so there was also gamma. But I, I, think, but I do remember. South America. 
I think last year they ran out of English alphabet names for hurricanes. Yeah, I remember Hurricane Alpha. Yeah, so they had to start going with Greek alphabet letters. Um, but, but you know that there's like a lot of names, right? Why didn't they just start over with a new set of names? Because there was already an A name. Yeah, so come up with a new A name. Well, come up with you, an A B name. It could be talk, Abby. You talk to the National Hurricane Center. I will. I'm All gonna right. call them. <laughs> you, write, say, right hey, now. you write them a strongly worded letter. <laughs> I'll, well, I'll I'll type them a strongly worded email. There you go. I will type very hard while I do it. <laughs> All right, well, that, then, uh, show let's, why don't we wrap up here so that you can go write that email and Jacob can go to bed. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, I do want to say, I think that was a current events round done well. There oh, was a you. good mix of, of questions where um, there were ones that we could work out without knowing the current event and ones that you did need to know the current event. I, I think it was a good mix um, and it, it went well. Well, thank you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was a good round. And enough like little clues in there uh, for most of them where if you really didn't know, you had at least a couple guesses. Yeah. Uh, to like, all right, well, I don't know, but Tech Giant and Cables leads me to, you know, these we have like these three or four choices. Like, so now we'll talk it out with the table. Uh, usually you'd have a whole, you know, a whole team. So I, I think that's, uh, I, I like things like that where there's, there's, there's multiple ins or there's hints. Yeah, I would say even on the ones that I, absolutely didn't know uh, looking back at them I, I could have come up with reasonable guesses for all of them except the the nba one i, mm-hmm. I don't follow nba so I, I was you know lost at sea on that but everything else you'd at least feel comfortable like you wouldn't feel like an idiot throwing a guess out and that's i think that's the important part of a current event round so again well done and that's it, y'all. Um, write us an email. Let us know what you thought of it. Tell us your interesting trivia stories, factoids, uh, embarrassing moments, whatever. As Jeremy mentioned earlier, we are looking to do an episode where we read about your trivia experiences. Um, so reach out to us at quadriviapodcast at gmail.com or go to quadriviapod at gmail.com. Fuck, what's our email address? <laughs> quadriviapod at gmail.com that one jeremy i'm tired and it's been a long time since i've been on a show all right well let's close out uh jacob i just love where you're from where they can find you uh i am jacob hine with hindsight trivia you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash hine solo i do my twitch stream at eight o'clock on sunday nights um and you can also find me on instagram and facebook at Hindsight Trivia. I am Corey with Third Degree Entertainment. You can find me at thirddegreeentertainment.com and on Quadrivia and in Jeremy's Twitch channel, usually. And I'm Jeremy with Liquid Courage Entertainment in Chicago. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LKJeremy and on Twitter at JerWG because somebody is who has never tweeted is squatting on LKJeremy. Um... And they My created bad. the account in like 2015 and has never touched it or tweeted. Um, 
I knew it would come in handy someday. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you could uh, email us quadriviapod at gmail.com. And as Corey said, and I said earlier, uh, send us your uh, best trivia stories. We'd like to do a roundtable about that. You can find us on Twitter at quadriviapod, on Facebook, searching quadriviapod, and uh, quadriviapodcast.com, where you can go to vote on your favorite keyword challenge or submit a keyword. And on most currently, patreon.com slash quadrivia if you'd like to support the show. Other than that, guys, uh, we'll give them the patented outro and tell everybody to have a good night. Actually, no. There's one more thing I want to talk about. Of course there is. <laughs> <laughs> so in a current events round about a TV show. No. Um, on Anchor, if you're listening to us on anchor.fm, you can shoot us a message through Anchor. And not just a, a te- you can record a voice message for us that we can either add into the episode or that we can, you know, listen to and talk about. Um, so if you want to do that as well. Keyword entries. That, yeah. Yeah. Shoot us an audio message on it. Just go to anchor.fm slash quadrivia. And there's a little button that says message. Check it out. Try it out. We haven't received one yet, and I want to know what it's like. That's incredible. Essential, like water. Exactly. (laughs) Where do we go from here? Did you know that's my uncle singing? I did. Yeah, I didn't know that too. Did you know that this is my uncle singing right now? Where do we go? Okay, bye. No editing at all. No editing at all. Straight through. They get to hear everything. Take this episode off. Just like, (laughs) like, don't touch this episode. We'll postpone another week. We'll just re record it. (laughs)